from the former convent of the Good Shepherd overlooking Inwood Hill Park in New York City. Welcome to Inwood Artworks On Air. It's where I meet the musicians, filmmakers, writers, theater makers, and artists of all stripes who make their home what we affectionately call Upstate Manhattan. I'm your host, Aaron Sims, and today we welcome photographer Emmanuel Abreu. Manuel is a New York City-based photographer who has been collaborating with his uptown community of Washington Heights Inwood since the start of his career. His images tend to capture the raw joy in almost any situation, and this is why his work has led him to become a professional wedding photographer. His travel photography focuses on landscape, street, sometimes portraiture, just like in his neighborhood. Some of his work has been featured on media outlets like local Manhattan Times, New York Times, and local blogs, as well as sites like the Huffington Post and Gothamist. He hopes to continue capturing the love and beauty of his community for years to come. And we are excited to talk to him today about his work behind the camera and so much more. But first, let me welcome you, Emmanuel, to Inwood Artworks On Air. It's great seeing you. Thank you for having me. The commute was really tough. I bet. How many? How many? How many steps? Like three and like two blocks away. <laughs> Next time I need a I need a budget for for a cab. You got it. Yeah. Just have your people talk to my people, and we'll we'll make sure a car, um, <laughs> or perhaps a pedicab. <laughs> yeah. I need a ten car limo, yeah. which is the subway. There, yeah, well, exa- exactly. <laughs> but that's the beauty, right? That's the why I started this thing because you know when in, you and I have been long time residents here, and it's like you know you have to go usually you know hop on the train like you're saying or you know a long cab ride home from downtown at the end of the night where after a work day or out of town for a work day mm-hmm. and so to have something local for local people to do that's what it's all about yeah so yeah uh so uh you know it's great to have you um what i really love about your work um which is, seems to be everywhere if i turn on the uh the social media is a picture of yours somewhere, which is amazing. Um, and what I really enjoyed about it, it's very story focused. Mm-hmm. Whether it's weddings or street photography or setups of how many George Washington Bridge photos do you take a year? And uh, Way too I, many. I always see <laughs> the story, be it of empathy, outrage, or joy in your frame. It's really a wonderful thing to behold. I appreciate that. You betcha. You betcha. Where did so? Um, do you have any mentors in your life that influenced your eye for composition? Um, I think I I try to learn it. I try to learn photography technically by reading and watching you know videos online um, and just searching for you know how to do this, how to do that, um, and and then I just started shooting. Um, as far as like actual people that helped me through um, and learning, you know, different, different tips and tricks. Um, I learned by shooting with other people, um, namely uh, BJ Enright, who passed away a number of years ago. He was the first person to actually bring me into like wedding photography. Um, and David Nicholas, who I still work with, he, he's, t- he's taught me a lot, ton, just a ton of stuff. Um, technically lighting and other stuff, uh, uh, mainly wedding photography, um, on the business end, I've learned from just, I don't know, dozens of photographers that I've worked with. Um, and as far as, um, like the, the arts part of it, the, the, you know, figuring out composition, figuring out the art of it, the creative, um, part of it that's that comes from all over you know there there's no one or two photographers that i can name 
because there are brand new photographers that are, that I'm just finding out about that are like teenagers that are doing things online that I'm like, that's dope as hell. I'm going to do that. <laughs> you know, I'm going to try that too. Um, so I know, I know a lot of artists, especially photographers, because I'm around a lot of photographers, they'll, they'll name, they'll just run down a bunch of like historic photographers. Like, oh yeah. Gordon Parks and all these people. And I mean, they're dope as hell, obviously, <laughs> but I, I felt that if I just focused on one or two photographers to, you know, to feed me in a way, um, then I would, I would only be focused on trying to do this one thing, but instead I try to really just take in all this beautiful stuff. And some of it just doesn't work for me because, you know, it, I don't feel it the same way they do, but then some stuff really does work. And I, you know, I'll try different things at every shoot, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, so to answer your question, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> so if you're, if you're out there, you've seen your work, you're, it's now been sucked into part of his, well, all the, all the, stole it. and all the best, we'll say, all, all the best artists stolen, right? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. Yeah. I mean, actually some of my favorite photographers are the photographers that join us, uh, for Uptown Photo Walks, um, about to mention that, which yeah. we'll, which we'll talk about. Sure. Um, but yeah, some of my favorite photographers come from there. Like, no, sorry, not come from there, but I've met through there. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, they're not like older photographers who've been shooting for decades or anything like that. Like most of them are kids, you know, mm -hmm. and they just have this raw talent that I love. I love watching them grow. And then I, I kind of grow with them, too. You know, now, are you all digital guy or do you like some old school film stuff, too? I do shoot film, but I still I don't consider myself a solid film shooter um, because I don't know the technical parts of film as much as I do digital. So I do it mostly for fun, mostly as a hobby. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. Very cool. Need you in dark room and everything. It's a lot of stuff, man. That's just it's expensive. <laughs> it is. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Well, let's talk about um, the Uptown Photo Walk since you brought it up. It's uh with another local cinephile and photographer, uh, Carlos Deschamps. Uh, you started the the walk, and uh, I love this project because it started something, as, it started as something very casual, mm -hmm. and it's kind of grown into kind of like a, a carousel, like a set of people coming in and out of and turning something much more, mm -hmm. right? Yeah, so it started um, started actually with, with the photographer I mentioned before, BJ, um, and I'm blanking on this other photographer's name, um, it was both of us and then a friend of mine joined us and we just like we're just hanging out taking pictures um and i called the folder uptown photo walk and then from there i started doing some other meetups you know um and called them uptown photo walk meetups but they were very sporadic until eventually i met carlos and carlos was like hey let's let's just do this more often let's make it like an like a more official thing you know um and then eventually we started doing it every single month and now whether it's you know freezing cold or as hot as balls, we're still out there shooting, um, and it's and it's fun because um, it, it like you said it started as this casual thing, and it, and I'm trying to make sure that it stays that way, that it stays casual, that it doesn't become this thing where you know people feel bad if they miss it or they have to pay for it mm -hmm. or anything like that. Um, because what I what I've noticed and what I've heard from people is that it it has helped people's mental health and it has helped people's creativity um i heard this one guy who who didn't actually join us um at a photo walk until way until after he told me this uh, but that he 
encountered us in the street once and he just started talking to us started talking to different photographers and because of that he started to pursue his photography even more like he was already kind of a photographer and well he was already a photographer but but he wasn't pursuing it as uh as a real thing as a real career until after he met us you know and now i see him all the time just working you know basically alongside me which is amazing um and there are other people who you know i think most photographers or just artists in general are introverts you know um so it's a it's a collection of introverts who are outside you know who are who don't look like introverts once they're outside you know and it's really it's really getting people out of the comfort zone trying new things learning from each other you know it's it's basically a it's all experience levels right all experience levels yeah. yeah you have you have people who have been doing it for decades people who just started that day you know yeah um yeah, it's a very organic workshop, basically. It's yeah. pretty awesome. And then you could, you know, you could find an assistant out of it. You know, you could find people you want to work with. I have actually, I've definitely worked with people that I've met there. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, how great is that? Yeah, that's true community right there. Yeah, that's exactly yeah. it. That's awesome. <laughs> um, and you just had um, it all led to like a show at Boonie Coffee, right? In Inwood, mm-hmm. you guys did a little show a couple months ago. How great is that? Yeah, it was. It was. I wouldn't call it a little show. It was. I mean, a lot of pictures. <laughs> it was a lot. It was a lot of work. It's never, um, never a little thing. Yeah. <laughs> it was uh, 100, 112 images uh, with 56 photographers, so two two uh, photos each. Um, and, yeah, it was a great turnout. We started we, – we did it as a walk, so we started from Noma on, one, on 175th at the gallery that was up there, and then we walked all the way here up to Inwood and then had this opening celebration. Um, and that was up for about a month and a half. And um, yeah, we sold some prints and we, we have them online. We still have prints online for people to support. Um, and most of the money goes directly to the photographers. You know, I'm trying to make sure that that our mission is not to make money you know, is to support artists in in doing the walks, but also if, you know, if we can financially as well. Mm-hmm. And you do know. you have future exhibitions planned? Yeah, we want to make this kind of a traveling one. So we might, uh, we're very likely um, going to have it next at Recirculation, which is on 160th and, and Riverside. Very cool. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. And uh, just where we have them here, where can people go for Uptown Photo Walk to check it out? Uptownphotowalk.art is the official website. And then on Instagram, it's just Uptown Photo Walk. Okay. Yeah. Great. We'll put that in the description of this episode so cool, people cool. can get the word out and join join up. And, uh, and they're, you said they're monthly now? They're, month, they're every month. Um, we have some of the dates kind of in mind. Yeah. Uh, but the next one is actually tomorrow. Um, at three o'clock, no, sorry, three thirty. At uh, we're starting at J Hood Wright Park, gotcha. and then we're gonna cross the bridge because they they just opened the the right. North Walk. They're calling okay. it okay, um, which would be cool because I haven't walked that that path in a while. Um, and yeah, it's just a beautiful it's a beautiful walk. And we're gonna watch the sunset basically from Jersey. Nice, yeah, very cool. So that's gonna keep you and or Carlos and whoever else you're gonna bring in to yeah. help uh, keep going. So oh yeah, shout out to Jen. She's she's also part of it. Um, she uh, she's actually um, co-hosting a walk in the Dominican Republic tomorrow as well. Wow! So it's our first like international walk that we're doing. Fancy. So we're international and interstate, I guess. <laughs> 
Let's go to Jersey. I don't know. You're around. <laughs> Interstate. Yeah, they call it Interstate, right? I think that is right. Interstate. There. I think so. Um, Interesting. Great. So let's talk about what else is happening now for you. So you're in a time of transition right now. What's mm-hmm. going on? What's happening this year in 2023? What does it, it hold for you? Um, so I'm still part of Word Up. I'm one of the co-founders of Word Up, and we've been around. This year will be 12 years. Um, I'm a volunteer there. I was staff for, for a bit there. Um, and now I'm kind of just trying to figure out what's next for me. Like Uptown Photo Walk does take, you know, some time and energy. It's producing. Um, yeah, exactly. Exactly what it is. Um, there's a lot, there's a lot to do with that, but what I want it to become is this kind of self-sustaining thing. So I could, I could actually just take a step back and not even be part of it. Not that I don't want to be part of it, but if one day for some reason I need to you know, not be involved, mm-hmm. then it'll be awesome if it kept going because people wanted it to. And it seems like it would, you know, um, we have already three people basically running it. Um, and yeah, other than that, I want to, there's a lot of stuff I want to do. Um, I started making music recently, uh, well, recently, like two I years mean, ago. We, but <laughs> we, we know you way back as DJ boy. Yeah. <laughs> full circle. We're doing, we're doing a full <laughs> circle here. <laughs> I played music. That I made visual stuff, and now I'm gonna make the music. Cool. <laughs> and the ultimate goal with that is to, I don't know about ultimate. Ultimate would be a Grammy, right? No, but <laughs> uh, the the real like reason I I started doing this because I I want to make music that's good enough to put on like my own videos, and not have to worry about you know copyright or you know. So you're looking at scoring then, or actually creating like compositions for scoring, or you're actually just making right songs now, to stay on their own. Right now, I'm, I'm not, I'm not trying to focus on anything specific. More just like figuring out the mood and making stuff. Like I'm making beats right okay. for now. Um, if at some point I feel like okay, now I. And more musically inclined, and I could, you know, I learn how to play the keyboards or the, another instrument. Then I'll look into expanding that. But for now, I just kind of do what feels good, gotcha. you know. Um, and and it could it could just be that for the rest of my life. It could just yeah. be this thing that like nobody ever really hears, and yeah. you know, I don't actually use, but it's fun to do. Nothing wrong with that. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Do you have any instrument of choice, or are you all digital? I, I I'm doing all digital right now, okay. um, but I do want to get a like a full keyboard and really learn that, and then eventually I want to do a lot of percussion. Yeah, <laughs> just got a bunch of drums, but I need a bigger place. <laughs> it's always the problem with percussion too. Bigger place and also nice neighbors. Yeah, because that's all. Or I no need. neighbors. Or no neighbors, right? Because that's always the that's always the problem with percussion. Yeah, space yeah. and neighbors. Yeah, yeah. In New York City, in New York, in New York City, anyway. Outside of New York, in Jersey, it's probably not a problem. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah. But you know. That means I would have to live in Jersey. And you have to, you can't leave Uptown, man. You're, yeah, we need you no. here. Actually, it's funny. T- earlier this morning, I was looking at a place in in the Heights at 150. So, so I might I might fully go into the Heights, even though I've always considered myself living in Washington Heights slash Inwood. This would be the first time I actually live in Washington Heights. Yeah, yeah, you're right. <laughs> so, well, now you're getting we'll on. The, now you're getting on the board of almost you know Sugar Hill, uh, yeah, Harlem, yeah. and Heights. So yeah. you're going from one end one one line to another line <laughs> then i'll be a hard and washington heights resident. yeah exactly exactly <laughs> well it all, it all sounds great and the music thing but, but you know it kind of it seems like it's all you know very interrelated to you as an as a you know individual artist mm-hmm. and uh and you know one thing kind of bringing full circle the interview around to is that you know 
uh, uptown plays a big part in reflecting your identity and that in an identity we see a lot in your work mm-hmm. right i mean that's like it's very much a prominent character and informs um you know your 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 your, your individual art not your mm-hmm. not your commercial art that you're paid to yeah, yeah. You know, to do <laughs> but so through through music or through your you know your volunteership um through word up through uh service to the community um and and uh and of course your photography and you know and you're always willing to to jump into different events uh, in the neighborhood i feel like it's definitely definitely a character we see in your work and i think it's pretty wonderful and how yeah. you how you yeah. represent that yeah appreciate that yeah i mean it's this neighborhood is you know like everybody says it's what made me but in a in a literal sense my career wouldn't exist without this neighborhood i mean the photographers that i've met at first came from this neighborhood um the work that i did was all in this neighborhood yeah. you know with with noma and word up and people's theater project and the united palace and and you know nimic and you know all, all these organizations that are uptown based gave me the opportunity to you know shoot for them or do do whatever for the dj for them um and and that's how i learned a lot of you know the business part of it yeah you know um and and also technical stuff like I made a lot of mistakes and they were like no oh, that's fine. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think you it's know? wonderful that you, you're you're sticking around maybe a little bit further down, but um and I think it's you know I mean open ended question really and there's no wrong answers like you know it's hard to be an artist anywhere mm-hmm. uh, and New York City it's more expensive than most places so I mean do you think Uptown will continue to be hospitable to artists? Um, it will be hospitable to artists who have the means. <laughs> Unfortunately, I don't think it's gonna, it, I mean, literally I was looking at, you know, online, uh, I don't want to mention specific apps, but I was looking at, you know, apartment hunting apps. Yeah. Um, and it's crazy how expensive it's getting every single year. It's, it, it's not a few years at a time. It's every single year it goes up by two three hundred dollars you know it didn't go down during the pandemic it stayed you know what i mean up here it maybe went down downtown because you saw mm-hmm. a mass exodus for people who just i think had a, enough money to afford to leave yeah, and come yeah, back yeah but, but we, we actually live here though yeah. <laughs> so it's like where are we gonna go yeah <laughs> uh but yeah I, I feel like the rents have rents slash property values in general have always either maintained or kept on climbing yeah yeah and especially now that you have I don't know. Just too many buildings to count. You know, new, you know, uh, with library development. Yeah, you know, there's that the one. There's on, one on Sherman. The stuff on two hundred seven and Tenth Avenue. Yeah, there's there's um, so just, many. Just Inwood alone. alone. There's more in Washington Heights. Exactly, exactly know, what yeah. I'm saying. Like Inwood alone. After that rezoning, you know, it's it, it's just like it's frustrating to see because you know people did fight it. You know, and, and won and won for a second there for <laughs> yeah. a second. Um, but I don't, I don't think the community was in in full force, you know, and I don't know if that would have helped, you know, but um, it disheartened, disheartens me because I, I know that people that will be affected weren't part of, you know, trying to stop that, you know. Yeah. Um, and listen, yeah, people say, yeah, it's going to happen anyway, but well, I think that's the mentality that makes it happen. <laughs> it's a lot of people talking out both sides of their mouths too, politician-wise, you know, and mm. everything else too. It's like, oh, we will not let anything happen to you. See ya. 
Yeah. <laughs> well, now you don't even live here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, it's like this whole 190th subway silliness of the graffiti being painted over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like, well, we're going to have to organize and put our own graffiti in there. I'm like... Well, if you just wait twenty minutes, they'll yeah. be they'll be new stuff in there. You don't have to organize to put, yeah, 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 quote unquote graffiti or street art, whatever you want to call it. You know what I mean? It's just like like everyone wanted. To, I, I I just laughed. It was like people trying to take ownership of urban art, whatever yeah. you want to call it, and you're just like, no. I was at first I because I'm I'm very empathetic. So at first I was like, oh yeah, fuck that, that sucks. But then I thought about it for a second and as soon as i saw those blank walls i was like oh this is fantastic <laughs> exactly it's how like, many artists love that <laughs> i mean and if we walk down there today if anybody walks down there today <laughs> i invite you to take a picture and just post and tagging what artworks and we'll just retweet because it's like or we share it, it's like going yep see yeah nothing to, nothing to worry nothing to see here folks it's totally fine yeah. we'll always be fine and then <laughs> and the great irony i thought was the fact that you know uh Donis is the dot commissioner <laughs> you know and the dot is the one painted over yeah, yeah, yeah. and he was our city council member and they're like this is horrible and it's yeah. like you know for public art and i think like, you know could have stopped this well yeah <laughs> i mean but i mean and i'm not saying it's on him so don't everybody get mad at me here but no, just saying but, but everything is on him. well there you go he's saying all the shit we've been talking about for the past few minutes is on him <laughs> well definitely the rezoning is 100 percent. Yeah, yeah exactly um but uh my point is to say is like i'm not saying he commissioned people to paint over the subway tunnel i'm not saying he gave an executive order for it I'm not yeah. saying that okay folks but my point is like it's great it's, it's the irony right yeah that's yeah, the yeah. whole thing it's like i think you know during that time whatever people get commissioned to do stuff but yeah it's gonna keep changing folks welcome to new york it's gonna keep yeah. moving on but yeah White walls in Washington Heights and Inwood, not going to be white for so long. Yeah. That's just the way it is. Yeah. Other things will be white. True. That's, <laughs> that's right. Like the, like the buildings at 207 and all. You know, I, I have a feeling it's going to be tale of three neighborhoods. I mm-hmm. really, I mean, that's my personal opinion. I feel like there's going to be the, um, you know, with, with the high rise. Because, I mean, who the hell is, I mean, it's like something like, I don't even know how many units. Like 600 some odd units, whatever. At two hundred seven and Ninth Ave. Oh, the one, where, the where one the over. Yeah. yeah, and yeah, it's yeah. like they're either people who are like, who's living there? Because they're either going to hop the University Heights train to go down to um, Grand Central, or they're going to go to White Plains to work. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. it's like there's nothing over there. Uh, there. It's like there's no supermarkets, so you're gonna have they're gonna have to put a supermarket in. It's gonna be like Hell's Hell Kitchen kind of was. I feel like mm-hmm. it could be like mm-hmm. okay, you're gonna have your building. You're gonna have parking, then you're gonna have a, like a gym, and you're gonna have like a Gristides kind of whatever Sea Town, right, right, whatever right, right. that is, D'Agostinos or something like that, and then a, a coffee shop of some kind. Like you give right. them those three things and parking, and it's like a self-contained community. Right, and it's right. like it'll just be siloed off, and then once they figure out how to develop the rest of the night uh, between Ninth and Tenth Avenue down to you know. Um, Sherman Creek, mm-hmm. that whole thing's just going to live as its own thing. And uh, I wonder how many people are going to actually be down to pay the, you know how much, it's it's, it's not going to be cheap. And their rentals too. They're not going right. to, that's the thing is like, I'll be shocked. Like everything going up, that's the, that's the strange thing, right? Nothing is for sale. It's all right. rentals. Right, right. Right? Yeah. And so it's, it's like, you're, so you're not actually thing. putting any equity in the neighborhood. Mm-hmm. The only people making money would be the people who own the property. Yeah, yeah. 
And the politicians who already got paid. But, well, they um, already got anyway. paid. So, and they'll, they'll be retired by the time it's done. Or out of office, right? Their terms will be up. Yeah. Let's start. But a lot of those apartments are going to be facing the train, which is totally. very loud. Yeah. So if you're paying, I don't know what, three and the one train, 3500 yeah. you know, a month, you're going to be hearing that train yeah. the entire day and the entire night. Yeah. Who, who wants to pay that much for that luxury? Yeah. You know, I mean, people already live there and, I, and they're not paying what those people are going to pay. Right. You know, right. Um, and, you know, you get used to it after a while. I mean, I used to live in an apartment where you could hear it, you know, every couple of minutes. But being right there yeah. and paying that much just well, doesn't make And you know, to too, is that I agree with you 100 percent. And number two is that. You know, we're adding like, I don't know what it is, the number. Somebody floated around to me, and so don't quote me on this, like maybe 40,000 more people in the next five years, 10 years, whatever it is, with, with all the different buildings. Jesus. So my question is, we have, we're already stretched in, like I think the 34th precinct, is the, we have one police precinct from 177 river to river to 225. Mm-hmm. It's like the biggest precinct in Manhattan. And, you know, we have one fire company to do all that stuff. And you're going to add much right. more people. We still have the same train lines. We're not adding any more trains. So we're not adding more infrastructure. And yeah. so, but we're going to add more people and likely more cars and likely and more, that more are density. All the time. And the buses are packed. Bus always packed. Well, you remember when we were way back, we could just, you know, you can, when 207 train came around or Dykeman train or 215, you can hop on and not problem at whatever time of day. And mm-hmm. in particularly rush hour, it's like you're going to be standing. You're going to be standing because now everything, you know, like everything else, it's being pushed back. So, like, you know, the Bronx is booming. You drive across the Tribro, you see the high rises in Long Island City and all that, even, you know, and um, all those up in Northwest Bronx, Riverdale's, you know, out way out in the Red Hook and Brooklyn's coming up. Right, right, I mean, right. it's funny how things are being pushed back out, even to Pelham and stuff like that. Right, uh, right. So, it's like, we're like, it's funny to see, like, where is the next kind of bring it back, where are the next generation of artists going to say, oh, I can live here and work and <laughs> off of my art, you know what I mean? Right. And and or, you know, I have my day work and my hustle um, and to be able to live. And so it's going to be very interesting to see. Uh, that's why my neighbor, my question, I appreciate your answers. Like, you know, it's going to be a very delicate balance of like what is quote unquote affordable. Yeah. For because uh, yeah. it'd be a shame um, to lose you and other artists who have called this neighborhood home and have been part of the identity of this neighborhood. Yeah. 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 It's also, I mean, one one thing that always kind of pisses me off is the sheer number of empty spaces that there are in the city. In just Manhattan alone, there's there there's enough to house every unhoused person, every single unhoused person and family, but you know, the resources aren't allocated for yeah. that. You know, they're allocated for NYPD who, you know, they're not stopping shit. Yeah. <laughs> if you've seen the crime up here, I mean, it's it's been crazy. The winter has slowed it down a bit, which is great. Um, but I I mean, I don't want to get too much into it. But uh, just, just knowing that there was a time in this country that there wasn't such thing as homelessness, you yeah. know. Um and then corrupt people decided, you know what? Let's keep all the money. Let's, well, do, let's yeah, put it over well, here. Well, keep the money too. And it's also keep their lifestyle. I mean, I, I, you know, I remember, do you remember in the pandemic a couple of years, like last, last year, two years ago, whatever it was, um, mm-hmm. Upper West Side, 
end up, you know, these are the same, you know, far left, forward, quote unquote, forward thinking people who are like, oh, yeah, exactly what you just said. We've got to find places with the homeless. They go, well, great, we did. There's a hotel not being used on 70, blah, blah, blah. And they're like, really? Yeah, not uh, next to me. Not, not, yeah, it's like, no, 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 no. Find a place somewhere else. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to smell that. Yeah, I mean, it's just it's really hypocritical, right? <laughs> and so I, I'm with you, man. I feel like there's so much so much good we could do. and uh, um, But it's, like you said, too, it is, it's... A delic- it's a delicate balance, and it's a shame, and it would be wonderful if the, if the, the true leadership, if it did emerge, and hopefully will one day, mm. to take a look at hu- the humanity of the problem yeah. Uh, yeah. and the humanity of, again, culture, culture with a capital C. What is that, and how does that flavor your neighborhood, and how does that flavor you know, uh, your mental health of people like going crazy mm-hmm. um, and keeping people free? Like, like where is, like, you know, we used to have a public pool here in Inwood. You know, we used to have a lot of things that were Wait, good. Um, well, the Miramar pool uh, at 207 and um, uh, where the Pathmark used to be. It used to be a big saltwater pool right. back in the day. And right. um, but, but my I point heard is, that. But my point is like, <laughs> yeah, it's before our time. But yeah. so my point is like public work, stuff like that. I mean, even the high bridge is kind of like nuts. Mm-hmm. I mean, try going to the high bridge on a Friday night and you might just have a seizure. Uh, there's so much going on musically. Do you know what I mean? Sonically, yeah, it's just yeah. it's crazy. Like people are doing movies, people are, are playing boomboxes, they're skating, they're having concerts, they're having picnics, and it's all they're having whatever. It's all great, but just like you're just walking into a wall of noise essentially, mm-hmm. and um, you know, and there's like one pool for like sixty thousand people for everyone. Yeah. <laughs> and so yeah. I, and so you wonder like you know, and activities like ball courts and things like that, you know. And I think things are getting better. And I think the parks department are doing what they can. But you know, we're out of real estate. Mm. I mean, we're out of we're out of real estate. And so like you know, most popular form of transportation is the elevator. So it's going to be <laughs> going up and down. And and how do we do that? And how do we get creative like doing rooftop oasis and things like yeah, that? Yeah. And how do we, how can we, how can we keep that in mind? for artists and places to be like the crazy radio tower thing on 181 that abstract you know crazy thing over there wait like, what what radio tower you know i'm talking about the a hotel with uh with the <laughs> restaurant the total eyesore brought in by people from chelsea yeah, who yeah. don't know the neighborhood and it's a total cash grab and i've i've heard that every single f- commercial floor is vacant yeah like they can't, I mean, they can't sell it out. It's a hotel, and they're trying to. It was um, the developer company out of Chelsea, and I won't say their names, but um, but you know they try to do the buy in the neighborhood and things like that, and they not. They I mean again, people got rich who we all know who it was. Yeah. And yeah. Um, but uh, and there was oh, there's a restaurant in it, and it's great, and it's like yeah, for who who can the neighbor can afford to go there. Uh, for one, number two is that there's nothing. There's no. There's no community programming. It's right across from Yeshiva. You think their guys? Are, they're not playing ball. Yeah, there's yeah. nothing there. It's for the select few, and nobody has their businesses in there. So you know they're hoping again. They're hoping that the uh, the money in the real estate catches up, so the neighborhood gentrifies faster, and then it can be offices and hotel. Um, right, for right. for their own private business and, and welfare, but it's not for people who live here now. That's for sure. Not at all. And it's not benefiting any, benefiting any of the artists who live here either. So 
so for those of you listening, this has been Emmanuel and Aaron's uh, <laughs> political and arch conversation, cultural, cultural soap, call it the soapbox diatribes of our hood. Instead but, of whose streets, is whose buildings. Yeah, but it, I think you guys can understand, though. It's like, we care. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And so it's like, well, you know what? Um, we used to do a podcast based off of that, but, uh, anyway, <laughs> man. but, uh, but my hope is real. that I hope you stick around and I hope other people t- can too, cause it's a legit concern. Yeah. Yeah. You know? And find and keeping, you know, keeping, finding a place for arts and culture. And so I just want to say thank you for all your contributions to the community and doing that. Yeah. I do what I can. It's all you can do, man. Yeah. Well, Emmanuel Brehu, thank you so much for joining us on this artist spotlight episode of what Arts on air. Where can we send people now to find, keep up with your work? Uh, my website, E-A-B-R-E-U Visuals, E-A-B-R-E-U, uh, visuals.com. Uh, you can find me on Instagram. You can find me on Twitter. I don't do shit on Twitter, but, you know, good luck. Um, and, yeah, you could also find me walking in the streets. <laughs> but not aimlessly. Oh, mostly aimlessly. Oh, mostly, mostly aimlessly. aimlessly. Oh, okay. <laughs> so give him some direction if you yeah. see him. If you see me with a camera, that I have nowhere to go. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's your clue, all right? <laughs> Buy the guy a coffee or something, all right? <laughs> well, thanks again, Emmanuel, for yeah, being no here. Doubt. Really appreciate it. Really appreciate it. So uh, this is In What Artworks on Air. It's where I meet the musicians, filmmakers, writers, theater makers, and artists of all stripes to make their home here in Upper Manhattan. Uh if you can have a moment right now, please show us some love by rating reviewing this podcast on Apple Podcasts. It really does help. Many thanks to Richard Good Shepherd here at Inwood for hosting us and to Hidesites.com for Uptown promotional support. And you can support On Air and all of our programming by making a tax-free donation to InwoodArtworks.nyc backslash donate or via Venmo at Inwood Artworks. Be sure to follow us on social media to keep up with all that we do, which includes the Inwood Film Festival, Filmworks Al Fresco, Pop-Up Art Galleries, live performances, and so much more. And Inwood Artworks On Air is proud to be supported in part by public funds from the New York City Department of Cultural Affairs in partnership with City Council. And Inwood Artworks programming is made possible by the New York State Council on the Arts with support of the Office of the Governor and the New York State Legislature. From the top of Manhattan and the bottom of our hearts, thank you so much for tuning in. This is Aaron Sims for Inwood Artworks On Air. <laughs>